bold and raw perspectives of local politics. Important information which impacts our community, nation, and world. Exposing truth, transparency, and getting to the heart of relevant issues that you just won't see in the clickbait media. And always keeping it real. It's the Michelle Tanner Podcast. But I won't back down. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tanner Podcast. Quick reminder, we've got the election voting day coming up. November 21st is the deadline. So I think a lot of people have voted already. You should all have received your ballots. I recommend if you are using those ballots, drop them directly off at the county building after you vote for Brad Bennett and Paula Mm -hmm. Smith, of course. (laughs) Um, And then if you want to vote in person, there is early voting available that I believe has already started at the Dixie Center, but November 21st. So now on to today's episode. We actually recently celebrated Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Hoorah! Yes, and I'm so excited to have here with me Michael Brandt for this kind of impromptu Veterans Day episode. Michael is a veteran himself. Mm -hmm. He is doing amazing things here in our community. And I always like to highlight our local heroes here. So I love what you're doing with the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. So let's just start. Tell us who you are, what's led you up to your current endeavors. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just want to learn more about you. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. So... Just a real quick bio. I grew up in Michigan. That means I I came to Utah already a man. (laughs) No, but I was in the Air Force for a number of years. I enjoyed my time immensely. I got out maybe a little too early. I think looking back, I would have loved to have retired and did 20, 30 years. Yeah. But I did four active, four reserve. I went to college afterwards. I went to California. I did a great tour in California. We started a veterans Alliance Club, and that kind of gave me a lot of insight about veterans' needs and how uh, diversified we, we actually are. And that was actually kind of like the, um, the stage for what we're doing now. But um, I went down south. I didn't really like California that much, and I went to Arizona. I met my wife. We uh, started a pet food company. Awesome. It was, it was raw and fermented, and we were really into dis- disruption, to be honest. But walking that fine line, too. And uh, we had a nice cult following. We had a successful exit. Um, and we actually moved up here to St. George. And we've been here for a number of years. And we love it. Awesome. Well, welcome to the best place on earth. We're Ooh. glad you settled here in St. George. Mm-hmm. And your wife is from Arizona then? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Do you guys have kids? No kids. No We're, kids. We try every day. <laughs> hey, that's the fun part. So mm-hmm. you're doing the fun part. That's good. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. And then how long have you been doing the Veterans Chamber of Commerce for? Billions of nanoseconds. Yeah. It's really a a new concept here in Utah. And once we announced that we were raising money for a Veterans Chamber of Commerce, there was immediate response that was very positive. And uh, the energy behind us really gave uh, me and J.D. Milne the support to actually start it and really say, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. And so do you work in conjunction with the St. George Chamber of Mm -hmm. Commerce or are you totally separate entity? How does that work? Yes and no. So Sean and Ed Tracy are are great and phenomenal leaders. And obviously when we had this veterans idea of, of a chamber, we needed to obviously almost get their like bestowance of, yeah, you can do this. So we talked to Sean. He's like, okay, you can join our chamber. And we do have other chambers like the Black Chamber and the uh, Pacific Islander Chamber. So this would fit perfectly. We have, we're still in the middle of doing that. But in the next few weeks or so, I'm sure it will be solidified. And so it's all good, to be honest. And we're just making sure that we have everything lined up. So when everything's super, super official, it's going to be, you know, no questions and everyone's really happy. That's so awesome. So you're really in the beginning stages, Mm -hmm. which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Is this unique to our area or is this something that is traditionally done in other cities? So, of course, when you're an entrepreneur, you're like, hey, I have this crazy idea. Am I the first one? Usually you're not. There's always some guy in France that always has the same idea <laughs> right? somehow. But no, there's an Idaho chapter, and they're not necessarily affiliated per se. And the cool thing is about these veteran chambers is that they're so unique. They're not necessarily a, a networking a thing where you kind of go, and after three um, visits to the chamber, maybe it gets kind of flat. We're, these chambers are more of an incubator style because veterans have a unique personality, and they have unique businesses. For example, in, and it's actually not just veterans per se, even though it's called, it's actually for first responders and their immediate families. Mm. We have tons of dependents. There's lots of veterans who had businesses and they actually passed on their business to their children. And so we're responsible for actually, you know, helping them pass the torch down successfully. But with that, you know, I didn't go to college until I was 25 years old. Uh, a typical civilian will actually go right out of college or right out of high school and they get to meet all their their peers and they get to join all the awesome fraternities and sororities. And then when they do graduate, they have all these great connections with their the people that they're in the same you know group with in the same age. But people who join the force or the military, they don't get to go to college, if at all, until they're much older. So they don't have the same connections per se. And the businesses they want to start are not usually the same either. So that's why a separate chamber is so important. Yeah. And your background, I mean, obviously Air Force, Mm -hmm. what did you study in college? Thank you. Uh, Business marketing and law. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this is right up your alley. You know, um, working with people is is really great. And it's all about listening. Uh, I think that as an artist, expression is infinite. But when you deal with, you know, speech or, or business, it's very finite. And people love to put their personality into business and it's just really guiding them and coaching them with what needs to be done. But, you know, keeping some of their personality in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you are focusing on veterans. I feel like that is such a part of our population that really deserves the hyper focus. I mean, Mm -hmm. the sacrifice that so many of you guys have made for our country, for our freedoms, What are some ways, obviously you're doing it with this Chamber of Mm. Commerce, what are some ways that you feel like we can better serve the veterans in our community and get involved, maybe touch on some of the needs that might be more specific to them as well? Hmm. You know, I think that it's really just um, maybe working on on ourselves first Mm -hmm. because 
when we get angry or anything happens, it's kind of a result of who we are angry with ourselves and we see a reflection and we're not happy with that. So I can't ask anyone to change something without asking them to change themselves first. And yeah. I'm responsible for myself as well. And um, I've been doing that with myself because I have a level of PTS, but being a leader, I, I can't allow my emotions to get the best of me. And so it's really um, an everyday practice. It's a philosophy and to just um, get out there and know that people depend on you. But you know, it's really that everyone's different and you can't judge people immediately. Um, it's always great to say, hey, thank you. And, and don't be afraid to say, say, hey, I love you too. You know, it's like, we live in some crazy times right now. We're breaching World War III. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And we just have to remember that um, I think everyone has a, a level of fear and insecurity in them and just uh, understand that we all have a common thread. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, that's such a great answer. That's often what what I feel and what I've told others as well when it comes to how do we make a difference, right? Because I think most of us feel like we want to make a positive impact in our community. We we see issues that we would like to address, but often we feel like I'm just one person. What can I possibly do? And I think you nailed a big part of that is it first starts within ourselves, focusing on that self-care, that self-development, self-worth, and then it obviously expands into our homes, making sure that we are providing that in our homes to our spouses, to our children. But then the next step is the community. And that's where we make such a significant impact, I think, is here in our local communities. A lot of times we get so sidetracked and focused on what's going on in the the national news and in Washington, D.C., when it's like, if we just focused right here in our own backyard, mm -hmm. that's where I feel like we can make such a significant impact. What do you think? Do you think one person can make a difference? Absolutely. Yeah. I think one animal can make a difference. Yeah. You know, it just, um, it just takes that one instance of recognition and you can find like the, the coldest person, but if you can touch their hearts, you, they can get, be changed immensely just like the Grinch. And that's a story for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like, was there something specific that inspired you mm. to to do what you're doing now with the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, or was it just more of a culmination of things? You know, one event, I'm not sure. Um, my mom and dad passed away when I was really young, and mm. so I've kind of been a an orphan, per se. I've always kind of been on my own, and um, I think that there's a level of responsibility, and when you kind of grow up, you, you realize that you're not growing up, and I think having a uh, level of self-actualization is really great. It allows you to continually fix yourself. And then when you're able to do that, I think that you're able to be the best of yourself. And whatever comes out of that is what comes out. Yeah. And we talk about focusing on ourselves, right, or at least starting there. What are some things that you do to help build that that self-worth mm -hmm. and from within? Is there specific things that you do or that you recommend? I think having a mentor is great. I think as a adolescent growing up, uh, weirdly enough, my first real maybe like mentor, like, hey, I like that guy was Obama. And it was just like this whole nation was united, even just for a small moment. Like it was amazing. Yeah. 
and I, I think I was kind of too young to really care about like liberal or progressiveness or, or conservativeness. It was just this one guy. And for that one moment, even that one day, it was great. And I think that kind of built off that energy, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's very charismatic. Like I even remember, you know, back and, you know, I've always been very um, politically involved and, you know, paying attention that way. But I do. I remember even Obama, even though, you know, not being a Democrat, he is he's he's charismatic for sure. Mm -hmm. What other idols or heroes would you say you have? Um. Well, Jim Rohn, he's this guy that I found on just Facebook Reels or TikTok, and he's always like these great philosophical terms, and just it's just really simple, you know. If, if things are simple, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, have an understanding of your spirituality, either that's like with with Zenness or Buddha or even Mormonism and Christianity, uh, Judaism. I think any foundation is amazing because they all kind of stem from the same ideals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think having that, that higher power really, I think is what it comes down to, you know, not necessarily any specific religion, but that, yeah, that sense of there's something more, there's a a creator. Um, I think that really is what inspires at least me and a lot of people to, to push for more and be more involved, right. In the community. So there it is. I mean, there's also like this thing of like, what are we actually doing with our lives? Does anything actually matter? This like huge philosophical question. And I mean, simply let's let's say no, nothing matters. Right. But even if it doesn't matter, it still feels good to do uh, what feels right. And I think and what feels decent. Yeah. I think words matter. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of misconstrued things or they'll say I'm a good person. I think um, when you kind of look at words and say, actually, I'm a decent person because I'm a descendant of Christ or whoever, and you kind of learn how to actually use your words and manifest things, I think that's the true power of of a human being. Yeah. And I think, you know, with speaking of veterans Mm -hmm. and you touched a little bit on like post-traumatic stress and there's a lot of a mental health, I think, that comes along when you've been in those types of situations And, you know, we've touched on some of those things, Mm -hmm. I think, that can help with mental health. Are there other things that you have found to be helpful or that we can be doing more in the community to address the mental health side of things with our veterans? Hmm. Well, I think that um, everyone needs an outlet and everyone needs to be listened to. Mm -hmm. And when people aren't listened to, they do weird things. (laughs) And so uh, there needs to be an expression or the, an availability of, of art or um, some type of like um, like sports league or just some way people can get involved. Because when people are alone and they shut themselves off, that's when uh, like trouble kind of starts. And as long as we're um, very accepting and we offer programs and we reach out to everyone, I think that's the main thing. So with the Veterans Chamber, it's always about reaching out to people and saying, hey, we're responsible for you. Yeah. You know, it's not just like um, a tr- traditional group where like, hey, give us your money. It's free to join. And I think that's a big part. We don't want to have a barrier to entry. And when people come into our space, you know, even if they don't have a business yet, they want to be heard. And I think listening to people and helping them understand who their customer might be, what business they actually might be in, 
and then tell them the pathway from there, it could be totally different what they actually thought. Yeah. And people need direction. Yeah. And I think you're such a great example of service, right? Like that's a big thing when it comes to mental health and gratitude, all of those things. But like you said, service makes you feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And so expanding that and allowing those opportunities to others too, by having them get involved. I just love this gathering effect that I feel like your chamber is going to have with the veteran community. Thank you. It's like, well, what is money and how do you really make money? And there's this huge YouTuber called Mr. Beast. And like everyone kind of knows the answer, but we, we're kind of a, afraid to do what the thing is. And it's like, once you get the money, you're supposed to give it away. And everyone kind of knows this, but we don't do it. And so Mr. Beast was like the prime example of like, hey, he made whatever money on this YouTube video. And the next one, he just gave it away. And then he made money on that YouTube video and he just gave it away. That's awesome. And it's like this new concept of money. And it's just how money actually does work. And um, Albert Einstein said it best, a life lived for others is a life worth living. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you live by some of this philosophy. Do you give some of your your money away? Absolutely. I, you know, I think that um, money is, is a weird concept and uh, it's energy and the secret currency of the universe is energy. Mm-hmm. And so you need to learn how to uh, basically just give it away and then it comes back to you. It is a weird thing. And this is, you know, I wasn't always maybe this quote unquote intelligent, but it's just really being unconscious with things and um, almost doing the opposite of what you think you should do because we live in a perverse world mm-hmm. and it's just these weird things and just, Hey, like if things weren't working out one way for 20 years, just do the opposite. Hey, you're on the right track. Just turn around. I love that. I, I've found, you know, personally, the more I focus on the value that I can bring to someone else or the service I can provide or how I can help someone else versus focusing on the money of money, money, money. How can I make more money? The more money I make because I'm focusing on the service aspect versus, you know, and I've never really been hyper focused, honestly, on money, but I don't think it does us any favors when we're hyper focused on just the money instead of the service aspect of it. The service and the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And besides that, money can't buy everything, right? I mean, we we need it to survive to an extent, mm-hmm. but... It definitely, I don't think, should be the focus. No, and the money is already in the system. Right. It's just learning how to tap into it. Yeah, and that's what's so cool about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you can delve a little bit more into your journey as an entrepreneur, but that's bringing you know, added and a lot of times new, mm-hmm. inspiring things to a community. So tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. Wow. So I'm a serial entrepreneur and that's spelled with an S, but my last company I want to do is going to be actually a serial company because I'm a serial entrepreneur. We don't know what the serial is going to be, but you'll, you'll see. Hey, awesome. But no, I think that, um, mm, I think that businesses that are started are just an expression of, of the community. So we're here in in Dixieland. And so you're going to have a lot of like sweets or like, uh, baking companies because people, um, they love that that sweetness here because I think of, of Mormon tea and all that extra energy people used to have and it's kind of taken away. So we need that to replenish that energy. We're hardworking people, you know? Right. We, we're builders. We're construction people. So we're going to have a lot of construction companies. And it's just really just focusing um, how we're going to actually 
improve our our city and our county and our area with these businesses that that are Mormon like. Mm-hmm. And I know people complain about the soda shops okay. in town, but you know what? And I'll share your perspective on it. But for me, I'm like. It's just our culture and it's the free market. The fact that they're popping up everywhere shows that there's the demand because mm-hmm. if there wasn't the demand, there wouldn't be so many of them, right? But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? You know, you can't argue with that logic. I think that, um, well, what are the alter- alternatives if you guys don't like the sweets, you know? And so who knows? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really big on fermentation, but, you know, I don't think anyone's going to open up like a fermented drink company. Uh, Dutch Bros is opening their new location pretty soon, and they don't have any fermented drinks, and I guess that's okay. Yeah. Just make it at home if you want. Who knows? Right. Yeah, there is the um, brewery out in the industrial area. Have you been out there? Mm, No? No? Gosh, I'm Are we talking about Silver? Yes, Silver Mm. Reef. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, I know that was a big deal when they came in. Um, So, yeah, I feel like free market, you know? businesses, we should be small business friendly as far as I think the more red tape we can cut for these small businesses to come in and be able to, to be prosperous, right. Without government kind Mm -hmm. of standing in the way and hindering. And we've, I've witnessed some of this already on the city council of, you know, for instance, there was a um, guy here in town, Zach Stuckey, shout out to Zach, who was wanting to start a mobile barbershop business. I love it. Well, he had been trying to get this done for a couple of years and the city didn't allow for it. And so, you know, we were able to work together and, and come up with an ordinance that allowed for this. But I thought, why is our ordinance even written in a way that's automatically prohibiting something to occur? I mean, isn't this America? Shouldn't the burden first lie on the government to prove it's reason for restricting freedom of the citizen rather mm-hmm. than the citizen having to prove to the government their right to exercise their liberty. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just goes back to those basic principles of limited government. And I think that's the best way we can help small business, at least from a, a government standpoint. And, you know, we mentioned a little bit before we went on about affordable housing. Maybe we can touch on that a little Maybe bit, too. But I feel like the more government can step back, remove red tape and let the free market do its thing, things work out better that way. Okay. What are your thoughts, though? <laughs> so I'm, I'm a man of like ancient understanding. So you got to think of the root issue or whatever, how things were in the beginning. And so we're talking about the Mormon state and the majority of Mormons are actually like Western Missourians, basically. You know, mm-hmm. we had a, a, a colony of people out there. And there was this Mormon war and we got kicked out. Are you Mormon, by the way? Yes and no. Okay. Yes. You know, I I really appreciate the teachings and I love the people. I'm not super active, but I've been baptized and I live here. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But yeah, you know, um, people don't forget, but just to remind people, uh, the Mormons were kicked out of the United States. And what that meant back then was like, hey, um, you have to leave basically and go cross the Mississippi River because that's not the United States back in the day. So they had they created all the trails and they they followed Brigham Young to Zion, which is basically the Great Salt Lake. And then beyond, you know, on the way, they stopped on different parts and one of them was St. George. And the thing is like Pioneer Day is set up because 
um, Mormons are pioneers and we started our own government. We started our own buildings. We were, there was no realty group. There was no builder group. Mm -hmm. We did it ourselves. And I think, um, just because of how, you know, um, evolution of, of like humans work or like, Hey, every 20 years, like people kind of change, but just remember like how your great, great grandfather did it. He actually claimed the land. He understood how it was to record land. He, he built it himself and understanding that and getting power from your forefathers is some of the goals that we need to uh, re-inspire in ourselves. Oh, I love that you brought all that up because that's something that I feel like is so unique and special about Utah's Dixie is just what you're saying. You look at the roots of how we were founded mm -hmm. and the blood, sweat and tears and sacrifice it took to actually develop St. George. I mean, those guys were tough mm -hmm. people to, you know, you think of these summers without AC, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. But then you think of, you know, even the temple, for instance, mm -hmm. that they were able to construct that and the amount of sacrifice that went into that. It's phenomenal to see just the masterpiece that the pioneers, our founding fathers, right, mm -hmm. left for us here. And I feel a deep sense of responsibility to to carry that on, to honor that heritage and, you know, continue to safeguard this community to remain this amazing gem on earth that I feel like it is. Oh, yeah. And so with that, we're going to, I guess, segue into affordable housing. So we're we're back in today's world now. Yeah. 2023. Yep. And, uh, and you're in real estate. And I'm in, I'm in real estate. I'm actually a newer realtor. I got I got like yelled at by somebody. I said, hey, I'm a realtor. Realtor. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks for telling me how to say my own job correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's these options and people... Um, they're crying for a good reason. Hey, there's not affordable housing. Well, yeah, kind of for the reasons why we were just touching on, like families have been here for centuries and, and generations. So now some of them are cashing out and they have big money. And anyway, so there are affordable housing options. It's just not advertised. And I think that um, people are kind of stuck on getting that house. Well, if you can't afford the $600,000 house, I think that we should um, get into a mind frame of just buying raw land and developing it. Yeah. Land is still real estate, guys. It's still going to double and triple. If you want to make it, um, you know, go to fruition faster, just you have to develop it a little bit and improve the land. And then you can just, um, you can subdivide it after you improve it. You can get your money back. There's a lot of ways to, to make affordable housing, but the builders aren't going to do it for you. That's not their business. The builder's business is to make the most amount of money. There's no equity left for you. You have to uh, be your own builder. Um, I think selfhelphomes.com is a step in the right direction where people are gathering together and they build their own homes and they can build it for a third of the price. Wow. You know, uh, we're going to be doing something in accordance to that with a similar program. It's like a Habitat for Humanity-esque for veterans and first responders. And the reason why we were doing this was actually I, I saw a statistic or I just saw it and I just clicked in my head. But... The average police officer in the city of St. George, they only make about $60,000 a year. It's decent, but guess what? They can't even live in the same city that they're sworn to protect, and that's mm -hmm. a problem. 
problem for them, problem for us, and problem for the city. Right. But we want to show police officers that there's a home for them in the city of St. George, and they're welcome here. And part of that is, is creating this new style of Habitat for Humanity to build these duplexes, to change the zoning laws, because the city will do it if it's for a duplex for a police officer or a veteran. But they won't do it for a builder who wants to build a 30plex. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to make it work. It just takes organizations and people that they trust that they know that they're going to do right by it. Yeah. So that's what we're looking to do in 2024. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's just another example of government removing some of their overreach mm-hmm. onto private property rights. Because I feel like you even look at ADUs, you know, the accessory dwelling units and you know, why should someone be limited if they've got the space on their property, if they want to build off one or two ADUs of their home and rent it out to help out lower income families who can't afford to go out and buy a normal house right now, or, you know, it might help supplement so that they can afford to actually live in that house because they can rent out those other spaces. I'm all for that. I think you can have laws ordinances in place that address the concerns for potential nuisances that could come, whether it be, you know, a health hazard or a safety hazard or a, a noise ordinance or things like that. Great. Have those in place, but don't just restrict people's property rights because of the chance mm-hmm. that it could cause some of those issues. Right. And I think that plays into some of the affordable housing issue, just like you're mentioning with a duplex why shouldn't someone be able to build a duplex on their property? I see no reason why they shouldn't unless they're, you know, somehow causing a health safety issue to the community by doing so or somehow infringing on the freedoms of the surrounding properties. Absolutely. I think that um, everyone wants to be, well, everyone has like a great intention. It's just um, getting together and just doing it, to be honest. I think people have a lot of fear and insecurity again, and it's just working on themselves. And once they do that, um, they will find the right person to work with. Yeah. Awesome. So I know this is early on in the, um, the chamber, Uh the veterans chamber of commerce. It sounds like you've already done some events though. And tell us a little bit about that and how it's been going. So for veterans day this year, um, I live and work downtown and I noticed that none of the businesses were actually doing anything. And they actually have maybe never did anything for Veterans Day. And so I, I approached, like, Bill at uh, Pizza Factory. Honestly, I didn't have to say eight words. And he was like, yes. Awesome. And I was like, oh, that was too easy. And I went to the next business, and it wasn't that easy. So I had to kind of, like, go back to the drawing board and understand how I was going to uh, iterate this importance. And so once I got it down pat to say, hey, guys, like, Mm, Veterans Day is like our Christmas because we don't really have a family. And so it's important to us when you offer this discount, um, you're going to eat a little bit of cost, but you're going to gain a customer for life. And a lot of these people haven't been to your, your place yet. It's a great opportunity. It's free marketing. And then once I explained it to them really simply, they were on board. We had um, Nikki from George's uh, Corner, free breakfast. We had Lizzie from Peanut Pony, free lunch. We had PJ from Benja's free lunch. Every place participated. That's so cool. I love that. I don't know why we don't have Veterans Month. Why do we have just Veterans Day? I can think of a lot of other things that have a whole month. Why don't we have a month for our veterans? (laughs) I think it's okay. I mean, we don't want to spoil the fun. I think having a little sprinkle of like Armed Forces Day and that's okay. We don't need, well, I don't want to say it, but you know, it's okay where it's at. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I would still push for a month if, I, yeah. if, I, if I had uh, okay, any November. say over it. November is now officially Veterans, Veterans Month. Thank Michelle you. Tanner said so. <laughs> I wish I had that type of authority, but. No, you do. No, you run for mayor and it's done. There we go. Yeah, actually, as mayor, yeah, you can do resolutions and. and proclamations that, and all yes, that. Yes, that's right. Oh, boy. Y'all just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So awesome. What else? We've got a few more minutes. Is there anything else, you know, that you want the community to know ways they can get involved? So we're doing a veterans Christmas party in December. It's slated for December 8th, downtown St. George. <gasps> That's my birthday. Happy birthday. You picked a good day. Thank you. So it's downtown St. George, mm-hmm. December 8th. Mm-hmm. What time? 6.30 p.m. It's tentative right now. I think we're going to have it at the Hardy House, Sheriff Hardy's house. We'll we'll see and confirm that venue, but um, real advantage title. Elvina has been always wonderful with anything I've been doing. She always says yes, so she's always on board with what I'm doing. But the great thing I want to talk about, just the chamber benefits real quick. Yeah. Um, it's free to join. There, there shouldn't be a, a barrier to entry, especially for small business. Mm-hmm. Um, when you join our chamber, that's free if you're a veteran, military, first responder, or immediate family, we do free grant writing for you. We help you set up a 501c3 if that's what you're wow. looking for. So even immediate family members yes. of veterans mm-hmm. can join. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. We have a guy that joined us, and he's all about set-asides, which are actually government contracts from the federal government that are set aside for veterans. And so we're, we're going to set up a class to teach all the veterans that are interested how to get these set-asides and how to tackle them and how to win them. And so we have all these things set up to really uh, fine-tune businesses and to make them successful because what we want to do is keep the innovation, jobs, and energy in St. George. Absolutely. How people can maybe get involved, I think that um, if you wanted to donate to our Veterans Chamber, that's amazing. Um, we're setting up the chamber right now, so it's not like you're donating to the chamber per se. You're, you're donating to help us start the chamber and launch it. And maybe in two weeks or so, when all the paperwork comes through, it'll, it'll be gravy. But just know that, and I don't think it's a big issue. I've always been transparent with what we're doing, and it's always been a, a yes. Yeah. And how would they donate right now? Um, on Venmo, we have a at Veterans Chamber. You can do that. Um, what else? I don't know. If you just look at look at you know Michael Brandt on a, on Facebook, I have a trophy in my hand. And just say, just hit me up and say, hey, how can I donate? And then we can point you in the right direction. What we're doing for the veterans uh, Christmas party is that we're giving every veteran a present. We're trying to get also more presents for uh, some raffles. And we wanted to make it special for everyone. Um, we're also doing this uh, Veterans Night Out, I think at Station 2. No matter, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, every veteran can come out to these monthly events and just kind of just chill, bring your, your spouse or whatever, and just uh, mingle with everybody. So we just want to create this environment where we're able to, again, just be listened to, have some expression, let go, and just say, hey, like, we're, we're all buddies. Because I think naturally veterans sometimes are, are at war with themselves, mm-hmm. so they're at war with other people. And this is a, a great chance for us to, um, to practice self-love and to become better people through each other. Oh, I love that community aspect of it. And so monthly events, and then is it weekly that y'all will be getting together for your normal chamber meetings? No, I think that we just do quarterly events. Okay. And we have like this um, 
Veterans Night Out, maybe at Station 2 or whatever, and that's great. But we had these quarterly events. So the first quarterly event is our Veterans Chamber, our Veterans Christmas Party. The second one, we're going to do this big pitch event where we're going to um, really find comb and, and have advertised for newer companies to come on in and, uh, and pitch to win some, some big seed money to help them. Awesome. We're trying to get a lot of people involved. And as we grow... Well, one thing, if you're interested in actually joining our board, we're looking for some prominent members. If you're excited, we're looking for um, maybe five more people to join. But it's it's really not up to me. It's up to the veterans and up to the board to decide. And I'm just kind of like um, not even the benefactor, just the person trying to start things and get the ball rolling. And it's all up to our community and, and how we are to decide the future of what I'm starting. That's so awesome. And there is a Facebook group, right, that mm-hmm. people can join. And is it just under Veterans Chamber of Commerce? Yes, Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And you'll, you should see it. There's the uh, image if you have the uh, the video. But if not, just type in Veterans Chamber of Commerce and it'll, it'll pull up. If not, type in Michael Brandt and it'll pull up. Awesome. <laughs> and have you had a lot of people reaching out yet? Or are we still in the phase that we need to like really get the word out so that people know this is an option, this exists? Yeah, I think there's an equal and opposite reaction to the the energy you put in to what you get out. And so since we've been really, really hitting the nail on the, on the head, there has been a lot of organic um, inquiries. And I think it's it hasn't even hit mass. Um, what's it called? mass something where everyone's like, bam, it's still in the beginning, beginning mm-hmm. phases. People are excited. Heck, I'm excited. Yes. I know. As soon as I saw that's what you're doing, I'm like, yeah, we need you on the show. We need to talk about this because yeah, veterans are just, my dad, you know, it's Air Force and lots of veterans in my, my family. And mm-hmm. I just have the utmost respect for you guys. And as far as real estate goes, okay. Let's touch a little bit on that because we have just a couple more minutes. How is it being in real estate here in St. George, Utah? I know we talked a little bit about affordable housing, mm-hmm. but what do you see the market doing? Any recommendations you have for people real estate-wise? I think consolidation is the key. Um, by accident or whatever, builders were getting like their daughters or their sons to be realtors because they didn't want to hire an outside realtor. And so I think the future of realty is is being a builder and a realtor, having that partnership, mm-hmm. strengthening those relationships with, with, with their title company and um, other aspects to make them actually do maybe more work. And they'll be excited too, because everyone's kind of like, you know, sitting around saying, what can we do? And just really utilizing what's already out there. Um, I can see a lot of private real estate equity funds starting up. So people will start these, um, these funds. So there'll be maybe four or five, 10 people who will buy a property together and they all will benefit because maybe one person can't afford 80,000, but maybe they have five or 10 and that's how they can start. Um, I think people are just gonna think of new ways, but it's all about relationships, um, being friendly and just walking people through the options. As long as people know what the options are, I think that outcomes are gonna be wonderful. Yeah, and do you see do you think prices are kind of leveling off? Do you think they're going to come down, go up? Do you have any opinion? I know we none of us have a crystal ball, but well, you, from your experience. You look at California, and um, sadly, it's just how America works with um, with our dollar. Our dollar is actually tied to the petrol. So as long as oil it keeps going up and whatever, it's, we don't have a choice really in the, in the aspect of, of prices. We have to buy and things are going always going to go up. 
because our dollar is always going to depreciate. It's just how it's going to work until something crazy happens. Yeah, something crazy. That's the key. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something crazy going to happen? I don't know. Wish I had a crystal ball, but yeah, I think we're... It feels like kind of uncertain economic times, although I do feel like we are more protected in some ways here yes. in St. George than, you know, we're a lot better off than a lot of other areas, which I am so grateful for, which I'm so passionate about, again, safeguarding this community and so grateful that we have awesome, awesome people, veterans here like you who are significantly contributing to the community. So thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. And please, everyone, check out the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Spread the word to the veterans in the community so that everyone can get involved. And thank you, Michael Brandt, for joining us. Thank you, Michelle Tanner, for having me. Yeah. Anytime. We'll do it again. Hoorah. Thanks for being a part of the Michelle Tanner podcast. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share. And always remember to keep exposing truth. But I won't back down. No, I won't back down. This has been a production from a podcast studio.